welcome to the Lessons for Living television program. My name is Bill Santos. Thank you so much for watching. You know, occasionally I hear someone complain. I just can't remember names like I used to, or, you know, I can't remember a thing anymore. But the problem for many is not that they can't remember, but that they can't forget. Psychologists remind us that the past plays a very powerful part in how we live our lives in the present. They estimate that we spend as much as 50% of our emotional energy trying to repress painful memories. Now, some of us have had experiences that have traumatized us in some way. You know, maybe some have been abused emotionally or, or physically as children, or, or maybe you lived in poverty or, or ignorance or with parents who fought all the time. You know, maybe you came from a broken home or were raped or someone died. All sorts of things that run the gamut of human experience that may have occurred in our past and today we carry that baggage with us still. And we can't fully live today because half of our power is being used to deal with something that happened in the past. Well, let's look at God's way of dealing with our past. I want to invite you to go with me to Joshua chapter 5, and we're going to read in verse 9. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. So the place was called Gilgal as it is today. These almost obscure verses in Joshua give us some clues as to how our past can be healed with the help of God. The Hebrews have crossed the Jordan, and finally, 40 years after leaving the bondage of Egypt, they have reached the borders of the Promised Land. Gilgal is their first stop as they begin to establish a beachhead in Canaan. In front of them is Jericho and a hundred other places to be conquered well, before the land is fully theirs. Gilgal became holy ground to the people of Israel. It was the base of their operations against the enemy. They would return there again and again. Now, Gilgal means roll. The text, the text says, the reproach has been rolled away. It is here at Gilgal that the rite of circumcision is put into practice again. For the 40 years of the wilderness wandering, circumcision had not been practiced. Circumcision was the seal of God's covenant with Abraham. It was the mark of the promise that Abraham would, his, that would see his seed possess Canaan. But it was suspended for 40 years because the people had been unbelieving and disobedient. So after crossing the Jordan and setting up the 12 stones to mark the great event of their arrival, 
the very first thing to take place here was to have all the males submit to this painful and humbling rite of circumcision. When the Israelites became obedient and were circumcised, the text says, the reproach of Egypt has been rolled away from you. The past is erased and eradicated. The shame of it is all rolled away. Now, really, don't you wish that that could happen to you? Wouldn't it be a wondrous healing if the past, with all its pain and hurt and guilt, could just be taken away? Perhaps you're watching and you have a past that still causes you pain, memories that make you blush with shame. Your, your closest friend doesn't even know about it. Your conscience often stabs you. Your guilt consumes you. You dare not think of it at night or you'll never sleep a wink. And sometimes you think it will drive you crazy. Oh, how the memories of the past burn. You know, in the play Richard III, Shakespeare's character, King Richard, walks the stage and confesses, my conscience has a thousand several tongues and every tongue brings in a several tale and every tale condemns me for a villain. I seriously doubt that there is a single person listening to me right now who has not had memories in their past that almost plague them beyond endurance. paper once reports the account of a woman whose baby was sleeping in a crib as she was showing a new dress to her friend. She draped that plastic dry cleaning bag over the crib rail for a moment. Her friend said, you better take that plastic bag away before you forget it. But she didn't. She left. A breeze from the window lifted the bag off of the rail and onto her infant's face. She came in later to find him dead. Six years later, every time she hears a child cry or passes a dry cleaner, she is devastated by her memories of the past. Where is the healing for that kind of torture and self-blame? How were the Israelites to be healed of their sharp pain in the past? The past that reminded them that they had lived as slaves. The past that, that reminded them they had no homeland. They had no independence. They made bricks without straw and bowed to every whim of an autocratic ruler who treated his animals better than he treated them. How could they forget their own grumblings against the God who was helping them, their disobedience, their lack of faith, their idolatry, their shame? What do you do with a past like that? What do we do with our past? Our memories eat us alive. The things we've done, the things we've left undone, the things done to us. They all sneak up on us and kill us. How can we forget 
you know, the way I treated my parents, my husband, my wife, my children, my friends, or how they treated me. The money I stole, the lies I told, or the money stolen from me and the lies told about me. My sexual sins, my failures, my foolishness, my mistakes, my bad choices, worst of all, my sins. With Luther, we cry, oh, my sins, my sins. Our memories are so ravaging. We, we affirm the words of the psalmist who cried out, my sins are ever before me. Well, then the scripture says that for these Hebrews, when obedience begins again and faith returns, God rolls the reproach away. Imagine that. We can give Jesus our painful past and our terrible memories and let him forgive and heal them all. Just imagine no longer carrying the load of that past with you. You can forget it. It's forgiven. Your past is covered by the blood of the Lamb. The sins are gone. Cast into the deepest sea. The reproach is rolled away. Now, the nation is now in a new land. And there is a new life for them there. The past is rolled away and the present can be enjoyed. Just four days after crossing the Jordan, they observed the Passover. The Passover had been observed only twice before. Once when they went out of Egypt and the other time was at Mount Sinai. Since then, no Passover, this feast of of worship, remembrance, and fellowship had been abandoned altogether, not by their choice, but by God's command. God had commanded that no uncircumcised person partake of the Passover. You see, they had forfeited their right to it by living in unbelief and disobedience. So because of that, no Passover. There can never be any real true worship of God if there is disobedience to God in our lives. But as soon as the rite of circumcision was renewed, they kept the Passover. The original Passover marked the beginning of Israel's national life and inaugurated the day when God redeemed them from the long and oppressive Egyptian bondage. Now, the New Testament clearly identifies the death of Jesus as the fulfillment of the Passover. John the Baptist hailed Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Paul categorically declares Christ, our Passover Lamb, has been sacrificed. So the fulfillment of the Passover, we believe as Christians is the sacrifice of Christ who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. He, God's lamb, was substituted in our place. He bore sin's penalty in our stead and we go free. Christ died for us. Christ died instead of us. 
The foundation of Israel's rejoicing was their costly deliverance from Egypt. The foundation of our rejoicing as Christians is our costlier deliverance from sin. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been slain. And because of the shedding of his precious lifeblood, we have all been set free. That's the very reason we can be delivered from the pain of our past. That's why our memories can be healed. It's not possible for us just to decide to forget it all. Something has to neutralize the pain. And Christ alone can do that. But some would say, well, I've had horrible things happen to me. I've done terrible, heinous deeds. Can they be forgiven? Well, indeed they can be forgiven. What is more? Our slain lamb, not only with his cleansing, covering blood, forgives, but the Bible says he also forgets. The story is told of a little Filipino girl who claimed she had actually talked to Jesus. The people of her village got all excited about it, and the word even spread to other villages, finally reaching even the cardinal's palace in Manila. And a monsignor was appointed to investigate the phenomenon to see if the claims of the child were valid. Well, the girl was summoned to the palace for a series of interviews. At the end of the third interview, the monsignor felt ready to throw up his hands. In frustration, he he exclaimed, I don't know whether you're real or not, but there is one acid test. This week, when you talk to Jesus, I want you to ask Jesus what I confessed at my last confession. Well, the little girl agreed. So when she came back the next week, the Monsignor immediately asked her, well, my dear girl, did you talk to Jesus this past week? Oh, yes, Your Holiness, the little girl replied. And when you talked to him, did you remember to ask what I confessed at my last confession? Yes, Your Holiness, I did, she said. Well, the Monsignor eagerly said, when you asked Jesus what I confessed, what did he say? The little girl immediately replied, Jesus said, I've forgotten. You see, that's what Jesus does. And what wondrous freedom there is in that knowledge to be freely loved and freely forgiven and forgotten. I believe it, for even human love will do it sometimes. If you love strong enough, so God in love far greater than what we can know, when we repent of our sins, he forgives them and he forgets them. Awash then in that kind of love, we finally realize that we can also forgive ourselves and others. And the healing for the past comes through us, comes to us through our crucified Passover lamb. 
It was Franz Schubert once wrote in the margins of one of his symphonies directions to the conductor. In one place he wrote, as loud as possible. Then a little later he directed, still louder. <laughs> How can you be still louder when you're, you've already been as loud as possible? Something like that is true when we realize what God has done for us in Christ. We come to his cross with our past and our sins. And his blood covers all of them, neutralizes them in the crimson flood. That is as wonderful as anything we can ever imagine. But yet there's more, more than wonderful when we realize we are not only forgiven, but the past is cast into the sea of his forgetfulness, never to be remembered against us anymore. Our Passover lamb, hanging on Good Friday's cross, is the divine healer for all that has gone before in our lives. Well, this means then that these Hebrews have become once more an obedient people. They now can enjoy through the Passover, that holy fellowship again. That doesn't mean it's all over with, that there is no more work to do, no more battles to fight. The end is not yet, but the prospect is excellent. They are now working with God, not against Him. Let's go to Joshua chapter 5, beginning at verse 10. Look at what it says. The Israelites camped in Gilgal. They celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the month on the plains of Jericho. On the very next day after Passover, they ate food produced in the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped on the next day when they ate food produced in the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites. So that year they ate the crops of the land of Canaan. So you'll notice in this text that there are three successive days mentioned in this portion of the text. On the 14th day they kept the Passover. The very next day they ate of the crops of the land. And on the day after that the manna ceased. Notice how quickly God responds to us when we become obedient. The manna, that was wilderness food. It was suited for a wilderness journey. God supplied their food in the desert until corn was available. God always takes care of his children's needs, but we don't always need a radical miracle, as manna was. You don't need that when you get to a productive land. The exceptional and the extraordinary are means that God uses for us, but the normal, ordinary methods are how He usually supplies us. You don't need to become, as Christians, dependent upon 
emotional thrills and spiritual excitement and spectacular experiences. The crops of the land may seem mundane, but it is nourishing and good. God, in the everyday business of life, is with us for guidance and strength, for fighting evil in this world. For the Israelites, the wilderness journey is over. The food that suited it is finished. And the new life is beckoning them with the promise of God's future and further blessings. For us, the past is forgiven, forgotten, and blotted out by the shed blood of our Lord. Now we live each day unto him in the new land. There may be battles ahead of us, as there were for the Hebrews, but God has promised to be with us all the way, and we will ultimately triumph. There's a story told of a dear saint that was very ill, and in his final days, he had a hospice nurse with him. One day, not long before he died, wanting to know just how aware, how aware he was, the nurse asked him if he knew what year it was. He said, 73. Now, he did not know the year. She said, do you know who I am? He smiled but shook his head in confusion. He did not know who she was. Then the nurse asked, do you know where you are? And he firmly respond, responded, chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. See, he knew where he was. Romans chapter 8, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. See, there is full, total, complete healing for the memories that burn for the pain that that is in your past it's all in the prospect of the Christian who has come to know Jesus Christ our Passover lamb as our Savior and as our Lord let us pray gracious God loving Heavenly Father Thank you that in your love you sent Jesus to die. As John the Baptist said, Behold, he is the Lamb of the world that takes away all the sins. Heavenly Father, if there is anyone within the reach of my voice that is being plagued by their past, may they find forgiveness and healing in Jesus, our Passover Lamb, right now. Thank you for everything you are doing. Bless each and every viewer, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to that moment in our program where we have our special offer. Each and every week, we like to offer our viewers a resource, a tool to help them on this spiritual journey that we are all on. 
you know, trying to better understand God and His will for our lives and, and to set our lives according to His plan. And to help you with that, we have a wonderful resource here. We've offered this in the past. We've got wonderful reviews on it. It is a small book called The Passion of Love. He did it for you. You know, we've been talking about Jesus, our Passover lamb who gave his life. This book is an excellent depiction of exactly the sacrifice of Jesus on your behalf and on my behalf. We'd love to send this book to you as a gift. There's no cost. There's no obligation whatsoever on your part. It will arrive in your home postage paid. All you have to do is request it. And so we're going to give you the information to request it in just a moment. When you call, if you choose to call, uh, we have some volunteers, but we sometimes get more calls than we have volunteers. So you may have to go into voicemail. Do us a favor. If you go into voicemail, leave us your mailing address, your name and your mailing address, you know, well enunciated and then we can get that information and get the book out to you right away. Okay, so if you're interested in The Passion of Love, He Did It For You, pay close attention right now to the information we're going to give you. To receive today's free offer, you can log on to the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. That's the Lessons for Living television website, www.l4ltv.com. You can also write us at Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. And we would be happy to send the offer out to you. That's Post Office Box 27030, Simcoe Conlon Post Office, Oshawa, Ontario, L1G 0A3. If you live in Canada, this offer will be sent out to you free and postage paid. For viewers living outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you wish, you can order this offer by calling our 1-800 number at 1-800-972-0337. 1-800-972-0337. While on our website, you can leave a prayer request, and if impressed to do so, donate to help keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Well, we've come to the end of another Lessons for Living television program. Thank you so much for watching. Let me encourage you to visit our website, l4ltv.com. All of our previous programs are on the website. You can also make a donation from the website. Our social media presence, follow me on Instagram, Santos underscore Bill. On Twitter, Santos underscore Bill. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like our Facebook page. Download an audio version of this program within the next little while on SoundCloud and you can take the program with you wherever you go. Very quickly before we leave, want to remind you to also visit our missionnowcanada.com website which looks at and examines and advertises the humanitarian overseas work, that side of, the, of our ministry. We're doing some really exciting stuff in Paraguay, in the Philippines, in Nicaragua. If you'd like to be a part of that, maybe joining us on one of our overseas mission trips or donating to those projects, then you can do that from the website missionnowcanada.com. 
want you to know that our ministry is a charitable organization, so any donation you make is eligible for a tax-deductible receipt for income tax purposes. Oh, we are so thrilled that you spent this half hour with us. We are all out of time. We look forward to doing this again real soon. We hope you will be here also. Until then, God bless you. We'll see you back.